This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to episode nine of the Talking Hockey podcast. Um, today we're going to talk about... No, <laughs> you you cut out. Just keep going. Damn it. Keep going. Just keep All right, going. we're gonna keep going. I don't know. Okay, we got the, we, hey, we're doing start, this over start, Zoom. Start again. Start over uh, again. <clears throat> take two or take three. All right, Layla, get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to episode nine of the Talking Hockey Podcast, um, quarantine edition number three. Today we're doing it on Zoom. Much like your online lectures, except talking hockey. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, Chaika, Chaika, and how he's been, uh, you know, doing some things with prospects and shady things, uh, you know, white van behind the arena sort of things, I guess. Um, we got uh, signing Marco Scandella. Am I still you keep, frozen? like freezing, but anyways, we're talking no, no. about. Uh, the new proposals, we start the NHL as well. We're yeah. going to be talking about Grigorenko and his contract and what the hell happened there. with the Scandella. Ab signing him, and then we're going to be talking about Scandella. And then uh, Martin has a couple rants that he wants to go on about people not reading captions, so that's going to be really fun to listen to. Um, <laughs> but I feel like the first thing – what do you guys want to talk about first? Can we talk about first about how awful Ty is at introducing – us <laughs> because listen okay, okay so for good. everyone that's going to be listening to this ty we are we tried to start this twice okay so the first time <laughs> we tried this ty, <laughs> ty like crumbled under the pressure of introducing the podcast because ty doesn't usually do it luke does and luke is our usual producer but he's not here today so ty tried to do it and it was the most like cringeworthy thing i've ever heard <laughs> me and martin just couldn't stop laughing because it was literally like he, he forgot how to speak English for a second or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> okay, now that my rant's over on that. Um, <laughs> I tried my best, guys. It's uh, it's it's tough. It's a tough job. I gotta say, credit to Luke for all that he does. Hey, twenty uh, twenty, no bullying. We got he talks. Bullying time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we said have I'll some bully new, Luke. Yeah, like, he talks some, for like, two minutes and then shuts up. <laughs> We have some newfound respect for Luke now. His one minute of podcasting on this job is really hard, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing, man, that's difficult. You have to remember to say, like, welcome back to the Talking Hockey podcast. Like, oh, I don't know if I could go through with that whole line by myself, you know? It's too much pressure. Okay. <laughs> we have a limited amount of time here, boys. Let's go. Let's Anyways, okay. Let's go. So first off, we'll start off with the Scandella contract. Martin, what did you think about the Scandella contract? It's a pretty big over overpayment, and I think uh, on your page you show it pretty well. He he's the type of guy that plays well going into a contract year, um, and then kind of shits the bed afterwards and isn't really worth 
the the money. <laughs> that's that's what, what I'm the, seeing. The deal was what three point two was it three point two five or three point seven five for four years? I don't remember. Oh, well, it's a four I mean, years. That's a big thing to me. Four, the four yeah. years is the huge thing because he's yeah. what 30, 32? He's, I think he's 31 right now, but he just got off like a four-year or five-year deal too, I think, right? And then he like completely underperformed that deal, making like $4 million a year. So now they're signing him to a $3 million a year contract. And it, it's even worse because they don't even know what the hell the cap's going to be next season. Mm-hmm. They signed, the, Well, they it's signed even worse deal. considering like what they have to sign too. Still. Yeah. Like Petro Angelo, they've just given up on. And Vince Dunn, they got Vince Dunn as well. Yeah, they got a sign. That's yeah. a problem. <laughs> like, and well, okay. So here's the thing, because I posted that on my story. I'm like, this is, I'm like pretty sure this signing like basically says we're either giving up on Petrangelo or we're gonna have to move out like a ton of contracts, like to make this work because they only have like four or five million dollars in cap space for next season right now, after the Scandella signing, and they still have to sign Vince Dunn. Petrangelo, they'll probably have to sign like two or three forwards too, maybe another depth defenseman. Like they have like serious like things they need to lock up, and they still went and signed Marco Scandella to a four-year contract for three million bucks or a little bit more than that. Like it was so ridiculous. Ty, you have your hand up. I have my hand up, raising my hand. Can I talk, please? Yes, you can talk. Okay. Uh, Okay. Let's hope I don't freeze out this time. You have permission. You have my permission. Thank you, Master. Um, so Scandella <laughs> is a guy that the Buffalo is literally trying to get rid of, right? Like, and then he got traded at like the Montreal, and the Montreal flipped him again. <laughs> but uh, and I think that one of the reasons why they signed him was because of Volmeister, and um, mm-hmm. he's a big part of their team, I guess. And he had the, the health scare this past year, right? So I think that might have been a, a motivating factor for them to try to sign him. But then, the, like for four years for a guy who like I don't, I never thought he was a good. I thought I never thought he was great. I don't know what the stats say. I just never thought he was a guy. He was on Minnesota to start his career. Got traded to Buffalo, right? And uh, I don't know. I just never thought he was a guy that you give four years of term to, especially at this point in his career. I agree. I don't think he he's worth that. I think Eric's frozen. God damn. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering um, what's going on. He's just staring blankly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to Chaika. Um, so the Chaika thing, I'm not sure if anyone's really heard. It was it was news back in like January, um, and it's kind of a bigger deal now. Um, so Chaika is in trouble for testing an Arizona, I guess, as a team. It's in trouble for testing uh, prospects, combine-type style. And it's pretty, like, concrete that they've done it. Nothing has come out about it. Uh, that the, like, the NHL is still saying they're investigating it and stuff. Um, but I guess be- because of COVID and stuff, because the combine is actually canceled this year, they're actually, like – other GMs are actually pretty pissed. Oh, Eric's fully. Oh, it's just me and you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's bad. All right. The two best guys get to talk. Yeah, Thank God. <laughs> All right. Technical difficulty. Oh. All right. Um, oh, oh, oh. So, Ch- Chaika, 
a, I guess a bunch of GMs are actually saying like Chica should get in a lot of trouble for this because this is an extreme circumstance, but look what it's done. Like he knows stuff technically that other GMs don't know. Um, and other GMs are a little unimpressed by this. I guess the allegation is that it was like 80 plus. Yeah, that's what Darren Dreger reported. It was like 80 players, up to 80 players. Yeah, but, which, is, which is a pretty big amount. Yeah, dude. But it's not like a huge deal. Eric, if you want to talk about how, how the combine doesn't actually matter that much, you can talk about that. We just finished talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, know, welcome back. I don't even know how long I was gone for. Like, <laughs> I'm just yes. sitting here like I don't know what's going on. I'm gone. I'm frozen. About two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Did we we finish talking about Scandella? I had more to say. Dude, no, you don't. We're no, moving we're along. done. We're, I wanted we're done. to complain. <laughs> we're done with okay. Scandella. Fine. Um, we're, yeah. The, well, t- complain about the combine. Okay, so the combine is so useless. I hate okay. the combine. Okay. But, no, there, but, there are, but there are good things about the combine too. Like, I don't want to like say it's like completely useless. Like, obviously, it's good to like talk to the players. It's good to like get see get to see them up close. But why is it useless? It's useless because you don't get any. You don't get much new information from it that you can't. You don't already get from like other sources and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple things that like. And it's kind of putting them on the spot, right? So like, it might not yeah. be their technical like, what, best what work. If, exactly. Like a player has an off day, and then all of a sudden they're like lowering your rankings. Like, like Sam Bennett can't do a pull up. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a bust now. Look at that. <laughs> that. <laughs> who, who are the two players? Wasn't Casey Middlestad? Casey Middlestad could do oh, a pull-up no. either. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe we have a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do a pull-up? There's I, probably a problem with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone could do a pull-up. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. At least, at least, like, one pull-up you should be. But the thing is, they also do, they make them do the pull-ups, like, after a bunch of other mm. stuff, too, don't they? they make it's them, fair. It's fair. They make them do it after, like, bench. And They're like, also, like, 17 so like yeah, yeah. You, got to so, like, you have to give them a little bit of slack but like so the, so like the reason why i think it's useless is because if you've ever read um this book by michael moore anyway i'm um, not not michael moore michael lewis and he's uh michael moore writing about sports yeah <laughs> bowling for Col- <laughs> bowling at columbine and then writing sports on the side <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring up like his most dark work too eh? like <laughs> the worst one <laughs> like the worst event and then uh anyways that's so tough <laughs> but in in his book he talks about he interviews the uh gm of the houston rockets i don't remember his name but he's like the guy that's super maury. what wait who is this maury who's the guy or interviewing uh he he talks to the gm of the houston Rockets. no no, no. who's doing the interview Michael Lewis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so they, so what Michael Lewis does is he talks, uh, he, his scouts, what they do every year is they have invite a bunch of players from the draft and they have them come down and play like a game against each other basically to kind of get a, like a, a sense of who all these players are. So it's like their own personal kind of combine in a way, except they're not like t- just testing physical strength and everything like that. They're actually like having them play basketball and everything. And what he said was it actually hurt their scouting more than it helped their scouting. Why is that? Because if a player had a really good game or a really bad game, it no matter what, even if the scouts know in their head, even if the scouts know like, hey, this guy could just be having a bad game, no matter what, no matter how much they tell themselves, the scouts tell themselves that this is just one game and it shouldn't matter, it influences their ability to assess the player in like a non-biased way. 
So he talked about how like they had to stop doing that or stop telling the scouts to come and watch these players play basketball in this one game or these like these this one day like series of games because they literally the scouts couldn't get that bias out of their head when they're making the final draft decisions. So that's kind of the reason why I say like the combine is so bad at when it comes to evaluating players because if you just have if any of those players have one off day or even if they're a little sore or like just anything's wrong with them or even if they overperform maybe they just have like a huge adrenaline rush and they overperform like no matter what happens the scouts are going to get biased in a way that hurts their ability to rank a player compared to using the last like two years of scouting that they had on that player right each scout watches 40 50 60 games of a player that's a better determinant of who that player is than the combine right so i thought you had a problem with actual like what they do I want to out and then what, about and what, then they, what do. they do. Other problems too, but Ty, you can go off on that. Okay. Listen, we have a limited amount of time here. I want to get my point of view into. <laughs> it's not always about you, Eric. All right, you got to shut up sometimes. Everything's about me. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. So, um, the, here's, here's what my biggest thing is. It's like you're testing these guys on how fast they can run, how high they can jump. You know, we're talking about hockey here, right? We're talking about can they shoot a puck in the net? How fast can they skate? How's their gap control for their defenseman? You know, what's their positioning if they're a goalie, whatever. Like, what value does that have while you're scouting, right? How, like, how fast they can ride the bike and how, how much they can endure, right? Like, I mean, maybe that, maybe, like, the endurance training is good. But, like, you also see, um, like, the, the players, after they go out, get on that bike, like, they're always puking afterwards, right? Like, that's how mm-hmm. much strain they're putting on their bodies in this. And what does it really tell you? I mean, I don't know. I know sports science is a huge thing these days, yeah. but, I mean, what 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 value so, can you put into a hockey player? How high they can jump or whatever? So you know what I mean. What what I would say about that is is again from that same interview with the Houston Houston Rockets GM, what he talked about is it's just another data point and another. So the way so the problem is most NHL GMs wouldn't look at the combine this way, but this is the way he kind of approached it. He used the combine and like the data that they collected from the players on how high they could jump, how fast they could run, and everything like that, and he. He they basically basically made a program of different data track point tracking points to see how likely they were to make the NHL based off of all these criteria. So they added that along with whatever their production was in college or high school, whatever data that they had on the player, and then they'd add whatever the other data points were on that set so that they could get a better idea of the likelihood of a player making the NHL. Listen, I know Martin wants to talk here, but yeah, if you guys YouTube the video, there's a video of Tom Brady running the forty yard dash. Mm. Back, Tom Brady that, also <laughs> went in the seventh round. <laughs> okay, so but look like, at that. You gotta see this guy running in the in the in the combo and in the, in the doing the forty yard dash, man. Like literally, yeah. like I could run faster than that. Like, he was wearing, dude, he was wearing like white New Balances and like khaki shorts. You know, there's a I mean? lot of intangibles <laughs> though with a quarterback. Quarterback is a very different position. Quarterback's a very okay. mental position yes. versus a physical um, position. Yeah. So so right. I, I, getting back to the Chica. Uh, incident and this whole thing so gms are pissed that now that they they don't get a combine and chica did have his own combine which Mm -hmm. is illegal um so they're really pissed also if you go off of what eric was talking about and the houston rockets gm so chica is a very analytical gm so he would use that as a data point and he would actually have two sets of data points if the combine was happy, let's say it's a normal year and the combine actually happened. So he would have his own personal one and the 
the actual NHL combine, which would make his data points actually more accurate and better. Um, because let's say that the kids did screw up in their first one or their second one, like there's either or. Um, mm-hmm. So Cheka should get in a decent amount of trouble because even though you're both saying it's kind of not useful, it is still kind of useful. And Ch- the way Cheka would use it as opposed to some other GMs, yeah. he would use it <clears throat> if he's doing this and he knew he would get in trouble. He must have had a a valid reason yeah. for doing it. So like, that's what I want to know. Like, what what what's the what's the story behind? First of all, this being a rule. Like, where did this rule come from? Where like you're not allowed to test players? I get the rule. Be... I get the rule. Okay, so explain the what you know about the rule because I don't know anything about the rule. Like, they're I, not I, your I, players. They're not, they're not your players. players. Like how? Because he literally had to go to each team and be like, perform for a scout or whatever. Yeah. they're not oh, so, like so NHL. They're not did, able eh? to be. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. but, or send the stats or something mm-hmm. like send their data for like what that you did they rent but they he got these kids to do mm-hmm. different it wasn't the actual combine yeah stuff. it no, was, was like can you sense. touch your toes can you touch yeah, your toes can you stuff. <laughs> but like it's all it's it's again another data point because Chaika is a very analytical mm-hmm. gm he was the first really analytical gm in the, the nhl which is, I, I got something to kind say. of pisses me off that he's the one doing this because like <laughs> some GMs are like saying he, like there's I'm not sure how much validity there is but like they're saying like some people are saying he should get fired like yeah because well, this is bad if if <clears throat> like because they have charges right like they're not even just talking about like him getting fired they're talking about like the Coyotes having to pay like a huge fine because like like it was some it was something stupid too wasn't it like thirty thousand dollars a player or something like that yeah but listen then it's stupid because if if the Coyotes have to pay a fine that's literally the NHL writing a check to the NHL right like they're not, <laughs> <laughs> not the NHL's punishing themselves at that point because they pay for this team right and then they have to pay tax on it too <laughs> that, 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 could be why, that could be why the the investigation's taking so long. Maybe the NHL is because what I read in the first article from January is mm-hmm. the, the OHL, the WHL, and the QMJHL teams that Chica had contacted all, all were contacted by the NHL asking if this information was asked for, and mm-hmm. they all said yes. And it's like, okay, there you go. That's <laughs> so, open, so could a team closed. just send? Could a team just send the information to a GM if the GM doesn't ask for it, and then just like, or is that like problem problematic too? I feel like that's problematic in, in of itself. But yeah, I guess. But like, what can the like? I don't get I what don't, they can. They can they can like penalize them by taking away draft picks, but like I don't think that's there's ever there's gonna, gonna be a huge penalty. They're just gonna make a shitty. NHL team worse like you know what I mean like what's what's yeah, the no, repercussions and and then at the same time like what, yeah and did Trika know this was illegal like I just have a hard time imagining that like, a GM would I feel bro, like he didn't how do you know. not know that's illegal I don't know I feel like like why would you for, it's such an insignificant thing to like try to break rules over you know what I mean like, I, like it just seems to again, me like such again, like if Chica, you, if you understood be- and what? Chica being so analytical, like he must have had a reason. He probably he wanted to. He definitely knew it was illegal. A yeah. GM does not go into the job, especially a GM like Chica, that isn't an ex-player. He's 
purely in the job because he wanted to be there. Yeah. So uh, he must know all the rules. If not, he's what, an idiot. Listen, <laughs> man, you stats clowns love love Ch- Chaika, but like, do you see some I don't of the even things like that he Chica. does? He's, yeah. he's made, made some awful moves, and yeah, they're yeah, not even like third overall. <laughs> and they're not even like good analytical moves. Like I don't get it. Like he's supposedly this amazing analytics GM, but like half of his moves don't make any sense. Like using it, like. The Clayton Keller contract, that one, like, if you looked off the analytics, like, his contract would not have been like that. You never would have traded for, for Galchenyuk if you were in the analytics. <laughs> you wouldn't have then traded Galchenyuk for Phil Kessel, <laughs> who also you wouldn't want using the analytics. Like, I mean, like all these moves, it's like, it's like well, the opposite of what analytics tells you you're supposed to do. I think that 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 Max Domi for Galchenyuk trade that initially happened. Everyone thought that the the Coyotes won that because Domi was kind of well. Shit. The, people only thought he won that the, he won that because Galchenyuk was supposedly the thirty goal scorer. You know what I mean? Well, he was a thirty goal scorer, but the only thing is then but he there's ha- some. But he hadn't been for a while for a while before that trade was made too. Like that was the issue for me, anyways. You know what Sorry, I, mean? I think I froze. I, I, oh. I didn't hear that. I think I froze. Oh. But, so basically my point was like Galchenyuk wasn't the 30-goal scorer he was when they made that trade. Like when they made that trade, Galchenyuk had already had like two bad seasons, right? Oh, we're halfway done. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, thank God. We're almost done here. You're welcome, guys. You, you guys don't we'll have be... to listen to us talk yeah. anymore. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, like. I no, but my main takeaway from this is just I'm just mind blown on if Chaika didn't either like I understand why I didn't know this was a rule. Yeah, because it, I'm an idiot. It doesn't make sense for us to yeah, know the rule. Like I would never know about this rule if like it, if it never happened, I never would have known about this rule. But like I just have a hard time imagining that like he broke this rule and knew the consequences of it for such an insignificant thing. Like there's tampering. I think it's like a, I think it's a personal fine too. Like he can personally get fined. If, if that if Why that's is, true, then it does it makes even less sense. Like he must not have known about the rule then. Because well, like just getting well, it's, like, it's like stupid. Like, it's just like the MLB, right? Like the the whole the whole call whatever the hell the Astros did. I don't sign really stealing. Huh. Sign stealing. Like that. They knew that was a rule. Yeah. And but, that, really no, but, that, but that had a very direct impact. It was like they, they were sign stealing, so they knew what was going to happen before it happened. This is, but maybe Chek is trying something. Maybe he's but, trying but, to change something. But and at he, the time that he did it, he didn't know that there wouldn't be a combine. So he could have got this data anyways. No, but like you said about the two, like the Houston GM said about the multiple data points, like the data. Yeah, so he, so, but, so he wanted so, two combines, and that's why he, he also tested on, like, the other what? thing is he tested on different things than the combine test, and you can't test on different things than the combine test. So maybe there's something ah. about the things he tested that he wanted to see. And maybe because he thought this could be a reason, I'm not saying it is, I have no idea, but mm-hmm. he, because he tested for different things than the combine test, because right now there's no like actual uh, charge against him, right? Like he doesn't yeah. have a guilty verdict. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he's he's claiming that the things he tested aren't tested in the combine, therefore it's different. Yeah. 
and maybe it should be added to the combine if maybe that's what he's saving. So or maybe. But we don't know what he tested, right? Like yes. we, we didn't get any details on that athletic. Well, article, it was right? like stretching. Like it was. Yeah. Really, how can you was, touch your like, toes? Fine. Literally. Yeah. Literally. That's the that's the main one you hear. Like there must be in other things. Um, uh, this is blowing my mind right Eric, now. can you I'm touch your so toes? Dumbfounded. No, I can't. Can you touch your toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I literally am not even but close to touching my toes. Flexibility, <laughs> though, is a big thing. Like, they're determining For NHL now. With not, yeah. NH, not just NHL, just, like, being uh, athletic athletes, and yeah. stuff. Like, yoga and <laughs> stuff is, like, huge thing. Yeah, all, um, all, like, professional soccer players, they all do, like, yoga and all that shit. Because like, they like, realize, like, flexibility adds to, like, muscle gaining and stuff. Or something and it, like, like, prevents you from tearing your, like, quad yeah, or tearing that, your... That too. Like, yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's the honestly, more flexi- like, the biggest part of it. Like, yeah, less just, injury. Like, less yeah, injury like, there's so much less injury, like, yeah. like, so much less likely. So maybe, maybe Chika literally just changed the game. Maybe he won't get fined at all, and he just changed... <laughs> How they listen, dude. I feel I feel like we're giving him too much credit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he, I'm just saying maybe. Like I'm like just a, saying he's, maybe. He's playing 3D chess and we're all playing checkers over here. <laughs> 4D, 5D chess at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's playing 5D chess and we're all just, we're, we're not even playing checkers. We're playing like tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> you think that, okay, now, now let's get back to it. Like the punishments, I guess. And then we can move on. But like, you really think the NHL is going to fine him, take away draft picks? Like, they're never going to do that. That's the, Even for that Ilya – so if you remember the last, I guess, maybe the last time there was a draft pick punishment was the big one was the Ilya Kovalchuk contract that the Devils signed him to. It was, like, violated the CBA. So they fined them draft picks, but then they gave half of them back anyway, you know? Yeah. So, because like, that was a – and that, they didn't technically break a rule, though. They found a loophole and did yeah. what they did. Yeah. Right? Like, they didn't technically break Yeah, they didn't break actually anything. break the rule. <laughs> like, they, they just, just found a loophole and went right in it. <laughs> and, then, and the NHL does not like loopholes. Like, any yeah. loopholes, they're just like, no, we're going to punish you for those. And so you're have a cap hit from that. It made sense. That I, I was kind of like, why the hell did they just do that? Especially because once they punished them, hadn't Kovalchuk already left? Yeah. He, he was yeah, he was gone. So it was kind of like, holy shit, you're punishing this team and the guy left. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> like a double, <laughs> it's double loss there. But like, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add to it. I'm just like dumbfounded. Like, I just can't understand the logic in it, especially from like yeah. an analytics point of view. Like, the, those data points are so minor compared to the, all the other data points you could Maybe Maybe Chaika thinks he is playing 5D chess. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I, I think it goes back my, – my thoughts on it, it goes back to, like, what does this really tell you about the players? What does this combine fitness testing tell you about the players, right? Like, I, I believe in sports science. I believe a lot in, like, the sleeps. Like, the, I think the study of the, the, the people sleeping, right, I think that's pretty – cool and interesting and, and what they can do with that and, and uh, optimizing a player's sleep schedule but like can they touch their toes can they stretch like i, I don't know that's just silly yeah yes. I, I kind of agree with you there what's um, next i think we're going to talk about do you want to say something about gigarenko yeah sure i i think he could have a pretty big impact on the nhl you do interesting who's on him like, again? uh colorado right colorado yeah, sure. I, I, I think. Who? Gregorinko. Sorry, I cut out again. Gregorinko? Uh, yeah, he yeah. signed with Columbus. 
Oh, Columbus, Columbus right, right, right. Colorado, yep. Yeah, Wrong he was team. on Colorado. He was on Colorado. Because yeah. so in his draft year, which was the Yakupov draft year, they were saying he should go top three, and then he fell like way out. Um, yeah. And I've always liked him. Like in the AHL, he had decent numbers, and then uh, NHL, he, he, he was always pegged as a lazy player, <laughs> as a lazy guy. But mm-hmm. it, in the in the K, in the past two years, he's been there three years. In the first year, he wasn't very good. But in the past two years, he has killed it. And yeah. He's 25. He has I didn't actually Dude, no, 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 no. The big thing Whoa. about Grigorenko, listen, listen. Grigorenko <laughs> was – did. I don't know. This is maybe as part of that. You ever hear the scandal about the, the Russian players' birth certificates? Like Brigarenko, everyone says is like literally like three years older than he is because he, he came. He played in the OHL, right? Yes. And and he killed it in the OHL. That's why everyone thought this guy's legit. But then mm-hmm. everyone's like, check his birth certificate, man. This guy's like three years older than they say he is. <laughs> hey, you're These Russian get players, man. You're no, gonna get I'm a not saying anything. I'm just saying what I hear. I'm just saying my rumors. That That's I a pretty hear, big accusation. Because like when I hear the grapevine story. Um, no, for real though. Like, look at the stories about him. Man. No, but it's, like Grigorenko <laughs> was like the most unlucky player in the NHL. He's he also gotten hurt Buffalo. a lot. He has a decent amount of injuries. He got so many injuries, and then he played for Buffalo in 2014-2015 before the McDavid Eichel draft. So that was like the worst. That was like one of the worst NHL teams in history. Then he got moved to Colorado. And then Colorado was one of the worst teams in NHL history. So, like, yeah. The guy is the most unlucky. And she didn't have if, – if he is the right age, he didn't have bad numbers. Like, <laughs> he went to – and then he went to back, back home to the K. Um, and – because let's be honest, he also hadn't been home in a long time because he went to the Q in 2011 – and then didn't go back home until 2017. So, like, that's a long time. What did he do in the KHL? What numbers did he put up in the KHL? So, in his first year, he didn't do that well. He put 23 and Mm -hmm. 45. But in the second year, he put up 52 and 55. All right. I'm down for it. Give the guy a second chance. I know I know that Dubas. And then 41 41 and 47 this past year. Yeah. I know Dubas was scouting him, and there were rumors that maybe like Toronto would give him a shot. So if he but, is uh, legitimately 25 and he enters the NHL this year, like he could <laughs> easily be a very good player. Like a very I wouldn't say very player. good. I wouldn't he say could, very good. He could probably be a, like a, a bottom Not a bottom very, six, very Like good just player. a bottom six forward. That's exactly what Columbus needs, right? They mm-hmm. need like, another bottom six forward to add to all of their bottom six forwards. He's, I would, a big, I would, he's a big boy. And he's he, a big boy. <laughs> and he can score. Metro division. Yeah. I would compare him to uh, Nichushkin. Um, you know, he came up with Dallas, and he had a good rookie season, and then he kind of sucked, and he didn't score a goal. And, and then he went back to KHL, came back to Dallas last year, didn't score a goal. Colorado kind of gave him a second chance. And then, look, he had a really good year this year, right, Stats man? Yeah. MVP, MVP Nichushkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, Give a guy a second like, chance. I'm down for it. But uh, to expect heart winner Valerie Mishushkin, right? Yeah. <laughs> to expect. I think Ty froze. Ty froze. <laughs> um, oh, Mar- we also got a notification saying we could have this as long as we want. Did you see that? Yeah. All right. So we're, oh, we're, not, on a, we're not on a strict, strict time limit. Anymore. Hey, sorry, guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> we just need to well, create a new Zoom account every single time. So oh, good point. point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so set up talkinghockey1 at gmail.com, talkinghockey2 at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah, for everyone listening on Zoom, you can only only your first call is allowed to go over forty minutes. So we've been like switching around accounts, but now all of us have been on. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make a new email now to get get to extend the time. But uh, Gregor Renko did kill the queue. Like yeah. his first year in the queue, he got eighty five in fifty nine. Dude, it's because he was three years older than everybody. Come on. <laughs> you would know if a kid is 18 when he's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, there's, now, there's a difference between an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. Dude, okay? listen, man. Like, listen, you can Martin, see the difference. I know you can. Because he doesn't Martin, even I want look you to, that old right now. Like, I look I the want same you age, to search he's up, supposed to be my age. Search up Sokolov. Uh, on, uh, he, plays, uh, he plays another Q, QMJHL team. Search him up, Sokolov. Look at this guy. Tell me if he's nine. Tell, tell me if he's eighteen. <laughs> I'm worried. Ty is definitely gonna get me sued. Igor, <laughs> Igor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he plays on some Q, Kim JHL team. I remember watching him in the World Juniors. I'm like, this guy is not 19 years old. Yeah, he looks like a full-grown <laughs> <laughs> No, but there's a lot of those, like, there's a lot of those kids that Dude, play, like, re- junior remember, hockey, and they look like full-on adults by the time I remember being in a soccer game. tournament. We played we play this team that was supposed to be a year younger than us, and we were, like, 17, because they were, like, a y, uh, YSL team, EY, whatever the higher-up yeah. team was called. Um and they had this kid. They were supposed to be 16 years old. This kid looked fucking 30. Like, he, <laughs> this kid would have, like, he shot from half and scored. <laughs> like, legitimately shot from half and scored. Top quarter. And I'm like, holy shit. This is terrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I agree. This Igor Sokolov looks, <laughs> looks like a full-grown human being. <laughs> Wait, so is this guy, this guy is like a kid right now? or is He was born old? in 2000. Yeah, dude. So he he was, like, I saw him skating at Russia, for Russia at the World Juniors. I was like, what the, this guy's like, <laughs> this guy's at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, have, like, he was rocking the full facial hair and everything. Yeah, right? dude. Okay, and also, also not not to be racist against well. Russians. Yeah, not to be he's racist against well. Russians. I also don't think Evan Bouchard is really twenty years old. Someone's got to check that birth certificate. <laughs> Why Evan Bouchard? <laughs> That's such a random name. Why Evan? Why Evan Bouchard? <laughs> It look, dude, I saw okay, so I saw him twice play last year while he was on the London Knights. because uh, I'm a good Western student, right? Mm-hmm. And I just see this guy. This guy's like towering over. He's like a huge guy compared to these kids, right? Is it just because he's tall? He no, his face, he looks like he's 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 seen some shit, you know what I mean? More shit than a nine, 18 year old would. It's fair, it's fair. He he does look like he's seen some shit. Like he looks like he's gone through gone through the rigor. Oh. A couple times. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, so no this, one this, this, this this Igor Sokolov guy. 46 goals in 52 games. Holy God. <laughs> check those. I'm saying, I'm just saying, check, check yeah, the hospital it. records, please. 
<laughs> but if he is legitimately three years older, like he should be killing it. <laughs> he might suck. <laughs> and you know, there, there's only there's only so many goals you can score in a game. <laughs> Goal a game is not unfair for a guy that would be 23 playing like 14 year old, 15, uh, 16 year old, 16 year old. I always I always wonder that because like when McDavid stepped into the NHL. He was he was 18 and he put up a point per game, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think if he went in a year earlier, do you think he would have been like a 50 or 40 point player? Like I always wonder about that. Like it really it interests me. So and I, then, yeah, and, then, and think about it the other way around too. I think that's changed a lot, but like the old game, I think he would have gotten fucking killed or something. <laughs> I would have feared for his Maybe, life. Maybe, but he, but he but he also would have been faster than every single player on the ice. Like, no, yeah. Like, by there's far. There's no way. Like, he I didn't think, even get – I don't even think he got that much faster moving from junior to, like, the NHL. Did he? <laughs> like, he looks exactly the same speed. Like, he was – Dude, just, I – so, when, I remember there was the one year he was 16 and they – like, I, I – like, my junior hockey that I watched, the main thing is a World Juniors, right? So, he was mm-hmm. 16. He was on Team Canada for the World Juniors, right? So, he was, like, you know, a year younger, two years younger than everybody. And, like, he just wasn't, like – phenomenal there right like he would have expected so i don't think if he came to the nhl a year earlier he would have been great you know there's a huge physical know. difference between i mean i guess but like a year just the year difference the year difference isn't exactly like the biggest yeah. like difference in size and everything like that i feel but then i also wonder like what if we sent like like how many points could like a mick david put up in junior i was wondering about that <sighs> <laughs> like, like, because I feel like there's a ceiling to how many points you can just get in the game before you're just like, I you like can't. you just stop trying. You just don't like, care anymore. Like, what is it, 300 points? Like, can you, can you, can you get more than like through four yeah. points a game? And the there's a lot of people in junior that don't make the NHL, obviously, though, right? So like, yeah. he could just play. He could play like 30 minutes a game, and it wouldn't be like that challenging for him. Yeah, that's in true. comparison, right? Because it's not like hard, hard game. Because he could dominate enough. Yeah. He's, he would be playing against the offensive zone. Most like, of the game. I feel like would it would it be like literally just like every two shifts it'd just be a point? Like he just gets the puck skates around. Well, <laughs> like, I was wondering. He would have a point every shift he's on, probably. Like, come Dude, on. No, but, but for real, man. Like, like he, he makes the NHL look easy, right? Like and he did since yeah. he came into the league. But um, like I just think of, like he would have been playing against guys who are then you know the next year gonna be playing. I want to see him in the- university university canadian university defenseman right yeah the next year so well, even canadian university like that's even worse than the ohl right? yeah dude i know i know and that's that's where that's where a lot of the players be, end up right yeah <laughs> that's true yeah that would be, i don't know i was wondering that i I really like man it would be so cool to see mcdavid at 17 in the nhl or something like that i'd be fascinated by it I feel like he would have, he could have performed well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his size difference, like how much he changed in size. Yeah. Because that would be a huge thing. Like how much did he squat when he was <laughs> 17 compared All right, to combine, man. All right, combine, man. Yeah. Martin needs to know McDavid's squat and squatting numbers. <laughs> but, but think about, but think about your, your weight change over a year, Eric. You're like, you're, a pretty yeah. good workout guy like how much can you like, yeah like i can gain like 20 year? pounds in a year if, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like that's a good point yeah 
I can also gain 20 pounds in a year, but it's not muscle. <laughs> hey, you don't need it all to be muscle to make the NHL. Look at Phil the Thrill Kessel, you know? You need hey. a couple hot dogs. Bro, he has big legs. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he, dude. He's, strong. he's a strong dude. But I know. He has some tub on him a little bit. I know. No, but the reason why is because – no, the reason why I think is because of the cancer meds that he had to take. Like, I think it's just like a side effect of those cancer meds he had to take back in the day when he had his – cancer issues that's uh, what i read at least yeah uh, i don't know about that i never heard about yeah. that yeah well that's kind of sad now now i feel bad i'm yeah, sorry stop making fun i'm of sorry it. phil i'm sorry phil i take everything i said back i love you um all right so how about we end off the night talking about the new proposal for uh restarting the nhl season actually before we discuss that did you see the you we talked about the sorokin signing a little bit right but we didn't talk about it here and i, I wanted to hear your thoughts on, on it because you were really high on him right Oh man, I love that guy. Him and Shesterkin, man. There was that one year, uh, like they just killed. They killed it in Russia when they were like night since they were nineteen. Yeah, they've, been, they've been killing it before they were even drafted, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they killed it. Yeah, they're they're good. And I, I I'm uh, I'm a man who sticks to my beliefs. Okay, I say there are three legit goalie prospects, or I guess two now, right? Well, uh, actually, you don't stick to your beliefs at all. You're notoriously known for changing <laughs> I'll stick your to opinion. these. I'll stick to these beliefs, okay? <laughs> okay. I, this guy's okay. legit, man. Hold him Sorokin to is this. legit. Sorokin's legit. April 22nd. legit, yeah. And Uko Pekka Lukanen is also legit uh, on Buffalo. Uh, I love that guy's... Say that name again. <laughs> Uko Pekka Lukanen. Say it three times in a row. Let's see if you can. Uko Pekka Lukanen. Uko Pekka Lukanen. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you a good... Uh, so this is for my Buffalo Sabres friends. Um... So uh, I guess we got to talk about NHL video games again. But uh, my friend, um, my roommate, we, we used to always, uh, around the World Junior Times, we would make the rosters on NHL. We would, like, make all the players or create the teams, and we would have, like, a World Junior tournament. So mm-hmm. I was Finland the one time playing against him in the tournament, and he was Canada. My other friend was USA, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was Finland. <laughs> Uko Pekalukunen started as a, in that tournament. He started out as a 65 overall. And by the end of the tournament, he was 95 overall. Just saying, he's legit. <laughs> the overall change from a 65 to a 95. That's how I know. <laughs> that, is a guar- that is a guarantee that he'll become the best goalie in the world. Guaranteed. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Look, at his, look at his stats. Um, look at his stats, man. He's well, legit. Dude, what's so interesting, and I was going to tweet about this, but I forgot. Um, the Metro has the most interesting goalie lineup going into next season. Because the starters for all the Metro teams are Carter Hart, 22 years old for Philly. Uh, Ilias Roken, I guess he's going to be a backup to Varlamov, I assume, for the Islanders. Shosturkin's going to be the starter for uh, the Rangers. And Sam Georgiev S- is going to be the backup. And, and Georgiev, who's 25, I want to say. 24, yeah. Uh, he's going to be the backup. Yeah, something like that. And then Samsonov's going to be the starter for Washington, most likely. Elvis Merzlikens is going to be the starter for uh, Blue Jackets. Who else is in that division? <laughs> like Carolina. Uh, Carolina. Oh, Car- and then Carolina, they probably have one of their older guys in there. But they might and Jari. like Kate. And then yeah, and then uh Tristan Jari in uh in Pittsburgh, right? So like that division has the youngest goalies in the NHL right now. And all That's the best. That's kinda how it had to go, right? Like most goalies <laughs> are over thirty. <laughs> but like that's insane. Like it's all in one division. Like you don't see that in the Atlantic. Like the Atlantic, everyone, all the goalies are older. In the Pacific, all the goalies are older. But in the Metro Division, it's literally every single team is going to be starting a goalie 
that's or at least their 1D is going to be a goalie that's going to be under 20, like, what, 24? 24, 25, yeah. Like, like that's insane. <laughs> like, it's just kind of showing, sense. like, how how young the NHL is going. No, sh- dude, Shesterkin and Sorokin are, are going to kill it. But goalies were usually the position that kind of bucked that trend where they weren't all the young guys. And it's interesting now that that's kind of well, changing you, as well. But if it's you look at the Sorokin guy, division. look at the Sorokin guy. He's played 20 games plus in the KHL since he, like, for one, two, three, four, five, six. Six years. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, so he's already been a, he's like, been a like starting that's a long time. Yeah. And he's put up, like, 950 save percentages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, he's, and he he's holds, like, shutout good. records and stuff, too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, KHL is a lower-scoring league, but still, that's insane, for, especially for a guy who was, like, 19, 20 years old well, when he put up some of those, so, those well, numbers. It's so he's also tiny. Yeah. He's 6'2", 176. Wow. He's six two at one seventy six. Yeah, he weighs one hundred and seventy six pounds. Yeah, he weighs twenty something pounds more than me, and he's like what? a foot taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> he's whatever seven inches taller than me. That's insane. I'm that six three. I'm six three one sixty five. Oh my god! So no, he's, Ty, you're small. <laughs> you're small too. Jesus Christ. Hi, put on some weight. <laughs> I thought I was small at six foot one sixty five, but Ty, you're killing me. I know. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a humble break. I'm one seventy, all right. Oh, okay. I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, but what were you? Oh, so you want to talk about the new proposal now? now that yeah, I guess. I guess we'll we'll end off the night there, right? So um, what do you want to say? Oh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And, you know, a neutral site, I guess, idea, uh, finish off so the season in July. I, I still don't buy all these plans that they're laying out because we hear a new plan every single week or even two plans in a week. And then by the next week when they look into it, they're like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then you're I like, did, did. no shit, it wasn't going to work. You thought you were going to hold NHL games in North Dakota or some shit? Like, just, there's <laughs> how? Yes, Martin. Yes, just, Martin. Just, just, just a comment on that. I was just <laughs> listening to the quiz today, and it was Craig Button, um, Poulin, and uh, O-Dog, and Duffy, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And the first question was, um, what, what do you think the odds is the NHL comes back this year? Um, and Two of them, O-Dog and Duffy. O-Dog? Maybe Poulin. Poulin and Whatever. Duffy. Um, both said 50% chance. Like 50-50. Could go either. Really? And if, like, I've been listening to a decent amount of the, the I don't know why, because, like, it's kind of pointless, but the, uh, what's it? Talking, uh, not talking, not we're talking. That's us. Uh, Hey, don't listen to this podcast, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> that, that, that's hockey. Um, I've been listening to a bit of that. Um, the insiders, insider trading. Yeah. Um, and Duffy has actually sounded like very negative about the league coming back. And yeah, like, and I'm with him on that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with him, but like, well, there's also like reports that we're going to get messed up again in this winter 
by COVID. Yeah. Like it, we're, yeah. it could be like the we're, flu and it comes back. Yeah. Because the thing like is that it's, it's mutating, flu, right? right? It's yeah, mutating. There's like eight strands of it now. And we're far away because I just read I just read a news article today saying like um, that this this scientist said eight uh, the twelve to eighteen month range for uh, for a vaccine is really really yeah um, pushing it yeah like, really optimistic and Dude. that's not that's not good yeah because because like we're it's because you need. We're gonna we're gonna lift the develop a vaccine and then test it and then not only you have to have multiple trials on it. Yes. It's dude, it's stupid. The USA is is what's fucking us, to be honest, because they're reopening already. Georgia's reopening. Florida reopened. <laughs> they're protesting in Michigan because the one lady wanted it's to pretty, get her hair done. It's pretty. It's pretty messed up. Um, you have to. So sports kind of has to take like a back seat, especially like, like, can you see the NHL opening? Like these people I see complaining that it would be without fans. It's I'm I'm saying it's going to be without fans for a long time. Like yeah. even if the NHL comes back for next year, it's going to be without fans. Someone and it should uh, be. Yeah, it definitely One has of the, to be. If that's the case, dude, some teams are fucked. At yes. least three teams are gonna fold. <laughs> At least, like you think Arizona can survive I, I think, without fans? I, I think they Florida? have. To, I, but but it's still temporary. Like even though like technically it's not temporary because it's gonna last so long. Like it's still temp- temporary. So I don't think the NHL will let it fold. Like let teams fold, right? Like I think they will go into debt to keep these teams up because to let teams fold just for like. A year and a bit of not having the not having them in is way worse because it's taken so long to get these additional teams. Like it took us like twenty years since the last team joined before Vegas joined, right? Like, and that's a big deal that Vegas joined. So but these teams, teams fold. These teams are relying on gate revenue, right? We we talked about this before, right? I think where teams are just the NHL teams is so far behind the other leagues where they still depend on the gate revenue and you're not going to have any of that. I know. <laughs> I know. I like, but like no one is right. Like <laughs> literally no one's going to have that but, type of revenue. But the thing is like some NHL, like all the big NHL teams, they make enough revenue from other places where they can sustain and they don't have the debt load that other NHL teams do like, Florida, Arizona, they have but huge Eric, debt. Do you think the NHL would let them fold? NHL doesn't let them fold, but that was with. Well, the, but they easily could ever let an NH- I don't think they'd ever let an NHL franchise fold. I think they would just move them. I like there has but to be. NHL has like, to think we're, we're saying like I next year, they start the season without fans, or go a whole like not a whole season, but like however long COVID lasts. Because this is an yeah. extreme circumstance, and the NHL's not going to want to die. Let three teams I think, die. I think it's going to depend on the creditors. I think it's going to depend on the banks and whoever else owns the team's debt and how they want to get paid for it. Honestly, man. Honestly, the NHL, like the NHL won't be able to. There's no way they can. They. I don't even think they can afford to pay off like 
five or six, seven, eight teams debts or whatever to all the creditors and everything like that. And that's no, not I, even I, just I, the principal, that's that the either. interest on the loan. But I, I think, okay, I think creditors will let it go. And the, the other thing is, if you're doing it for seven NHL teams or eight NHL teams, why aren't you What about the other together? ones? Yeah, what about <laughs> all the middle ones that still have some debt on them? And then mm-hmm. almost every NHL team has some debt, right? Just, that's just the way they run. That's just the way you run businesses. If you have enough cash flow, you just take out loans to kind of uh, reduce your uh, cash flow. So, or to increase your cash flow. Sorry. Um, so, the, there's. I. It's just. Really, I think it's all up in the air. Like you can't. I don't know. They. It's just gonna depend on what deals they they can cut with all their creditors and stuff like that. It's the only way to get it done. It also depends, like. How bad the I guess the rest of the economy of the world is too. Yeah. So well, like, I saw how much we can bail each other out. Well, I saw a post today saying I think sports leagues in 2020 are going to lose 70 billion dollars or something like that. I think I saw something like that today. So that's a and that's but that's professional leagues all over the world. That's soccer, hockey, the NBA, yeah. and everything like that. And and I even thought like 70 billion even seems a little bit low compared to what can actually happen if. I, because I think some people, I still, I still think people are very optimistic on people returning to stadiums in six months or five months or four months or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's going to be a lot more than seventy billion dollars. And this is also interesting because how does it affect Seattle? The expansion yeah. that's coming up, and I don't know. I don't think their stadium is their stadium ready. I don't know. Is a construction goal going on? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But if construction is still going on, then. There's still That's construction crazy. going on down the road for me, right? Is it? Yeah. But is it going as quickly as it would otherwise? And then get all your team together to organize stuff? And can you – and are they going to let Seattle have their opening year without any fans in the stadium? <laughs> Imagine you have your first year in the NHL and you don't actually have fans in the stadium. That's a terrible way to start a franchise. Well, that, that's two years from now, right? So, like, that's – that season's still yeah. going to be delayed. <laughs> if if the they try to play this season delayed, out, yeah, this, they try to play season, this season out. And the if next they try season. to play this season out and next season fully, then the season after will be delayed. But I don't yeah. know if it will be affected and not have fans. I think we should come close to having a vaccine, if not a decent amount of herd immunity. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, you're right. I was thinking the expansion draft will. I think I was thinking they start next year, like at not not this season, not next season, but the season after. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, so I think it would probably be fine then by then, or else the world will just be fucked anyway. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if if Seattle has problems with fans, I think the world has bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Than hockey. Yeah. No, there's yeah. no doubt in that. Listen. Let's just hope. Maybe we. Let's hope we're not here in two years. That's what I'm praying for. Crossing my fingers for. Well, I don't want to do this podcast anymore on Zoom because I keep freezing out. And yeah, I so do I. Man. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I, I just yeah, two I, words I, every I, second, <laughs> every minute. <laughs> I've frozen out twice and then been gone for like two or three minutes and come back and you and Martin are on a completely different topic and I'm just like, okay, I guess. Yeah, guess we're you know same, same topic, just further along. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric, you have good. You have good. Uh, like well, what's the word? Versatility. You know, you, you can just come in any conversation, provide your thoughts. You know, yeah, you I just, to be a part of it. I just have a lot of idiotic things to say. 
in my right. opinion. Be careful. The followers might agree with you a little too much on that one. Hey, the the people who are listening to this podcast are the real ones, okay? This, you guys, especially you guys this are the one. real ones. <laughs> this <laughs> one, oh, man. If you've made it this far in this podcast right now, like, you're a real one, okay? <laughs> thank you. I, from the bottom yeah, of my heart, you, thank you're you. You're loyal. Because <laughs> this is a mess. But anyways. Um, uh, you want me to do the outro? I did the intro. Can I do the no, outro? No, you're not doing the outro because. Uh, thank you for listening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week because we do this weekly, and we love being here. We love talking about hockey. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. We do love talking about hockey. We do love this podcast. But uh, I think next week we might be having a special, some special someone. My life. We have uh, Dmitry Filipovich coming on next week, so that's kind of and, and we're pumped about that. And we might have some exciting news, maybe. Yeah, and we'll definitely maybe. have exciting news. Well, not definitely. Most likely. <laughs> I'll probably announce it before the next episode is out anyways. But anyways, bye. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Love you. Good night. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. And now during the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, all Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Learn more at Tempurpedic.com.